0: Have you noticed that it's hard as hell to take a compliment or revel in your wins, your successes? Well, today's episode is about self-compassion and mainly these three points. Why it's hard for perfectionists to take in the good that they achieve, how compassion is a tricky antidote to perfectionism, and what to try, these are practical exercises by the way, so that you can be nicer to yourself sooner than later. Hey, I'm Vicki Smith. I'm a psychotherapist and a coach for pleasers and perfect people. And you're listening to Power to the Pleasers. My mission is simple, less efforting, more ease. So let's get that started now. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships, well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Hey, y'all. I hope you're well. I'm kind of interested in what you're going to think about this episode because my relationship with self-compassion has been kind of an interesting one, sort of a two steps forward, one step back. And, you know, I sort of lovingly refer to compassion as a buzzkill because it really changes the energy of that go, go, go and hustle for approval revved up way that we pleasers and perfectionists tend to operate in the world we're really good at finding downtime and relaxing, aren't we? (laughs) Absolutely not. I have resisted self-compassion like it was that icky cough medicine that you took as a kid. But truth be told, when my memory serves me and I go, oh, this is a moment of suffering that I'm in right now. Well, I kind of hate to admit it, but it helps. It helps when I stop and I just recognize kind of the tight coiled place I've gotten myself into with this go, go, go hustle for approval, revved up way of doing things. I don't really want to blame my parents, but being a therapist for so long really helps me say with confidence that how we grew up, the environment of our home, the things we watched our parents do and say, well, they helped us frame our own beliefs about the world. And what I took away from being in my family was this. It was sort of like these unstated understanding that, hey, just know that we care. We aren't really going to tell you or show you. Uh, We aren't going to really boost you up a lot. We aren't going to approach a situation where we have this sort of, you can do it girl attitude. And... We're going to look for ways that it won't work, whatever it is. <laughs> and we're going to focus on those obstacles because it's really important to be prepared in this big, scary world, isn't it? And then when you do get over those obstacles, we're going to just ask you, okay, what's next? <laughs> I mean, when I started thinking about writing this episode, I was like, wow, that's That's hard. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of celebrating wins in my family. There wasn't a whole lot of celebrating period. It was just keep your head down, get things done. And we were taught like that was how you got through life. And we have to give our early family experiences credit because a lot of us were not offered compassion as we experimented with life. I don't think compassion was even really a word in the 80s. I sure as hell didn't hear it. And that's why it's so foreign to so many of us. That's why when it shows up, it's kind of like a Bigfoot sighting. You know, we're really not sure if it's happened for realsies. It brightened our day for sure. That was like, wow. Um, But it was gone in a flash and it didn't really even leave a mark, which stinks because we really do need antidotes to perfectionism to stick around for a while. Like, a long while. But as a perfectionist, we don't really take in the accolades or the successes when they first show up. It kind of feels like a fluke, doesn't it? Like someone is just being nice. And really when they turn around they're kind of rolling their eyes and making like this weird mouth gesture that's like, "Oh my god, that really sucked, but I just, you know, told her it was it was good." I mean, I, I have actually had people stop me and say, can you please celebrate this accomplishment? Like, can you just slow down and not do the, okay, what's next? And just take a minute and see where you've gotten to. You've worked hard. Look at what you've achieved. And I'll be honest with you. I absolutely do not know how to let that in. I don't know how to let in that I actually just met a goal. Like a goal I wrote on a piece of paper months ago, I could actually write or draw a line through it. And some of the goals that I set, and I am sure perfectionists, you do as well, those are big goals. Like they are stretch goals for us, right? Right? And looking out into the imaginary audience right now, like I can just imagine that all y'all's heads are nodding, right? We are stretch goals people. We hit those MFers, don't we? That's just what we do because of that go, 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 revved up, I got to make this work. And yet it's not enough. When someone says to me, can you stop and see how far you've come, like that little cartoon of the stick figure going up the side of the mountain and they're in the middle of the mountain and all they're doing is looking up at the top and how much further they still have to go and they never stop and turn around and look towards the bottom and see how far they've come if y'all haven't seen that i really hope i described that in a way that you got a good visual but i just want to say who the it's not enough thing is hard and god love us perfectionists. just god love us So please, with this episode, if you are going to apply any of your hustle, try, try, try attitude, please apply it to the goals of self-compassion. Matter of fact, I am actually going to make the phrase self-compassion a little bit more palatable for you. I am going to call it general friendliness towards yourself. Oh my God, I even had a hard time getting that out. I am going to call it general friendliness towards yourself. I'm going to call it being softer with yourself. Call it having a lighter approach towards the shit that you encounter. We just don't have to hammer the hell out of everything to finally feel okay. So here we go. General friendliness. How to get it. Okay, by the way, I'm lifting all of this from Kristen Neff. Her last name is spelled N-E-F-F. She is the woman behind the self-compassion movement. And also, I want to admit another thing to you before I actually get into this. This is mindfulness. I really didn't tell you that in the beginning, but now you know. <laughs> okay. Knowing that this might be very new to you, this idea of being friendly towards yourself, cultivating compassion, I just want to go ahead and start by saying, I acknowledge that you were in a learning curve. You're separating just a bit from the relentless expectation machine that's always running inside. And this is a major step. And it's why it's so hard to take in the good. Because the expectations and the ideals that you hold just like in your natural waking state, they aren't from mere mortals and your family, society, your school system, your social circle maybe they haven't really made it easy either, right? This hustle culture stuff that we live in. Perfectionists just were not taught or allowed to slow down enough to celebrate our wins, to celebrate hitting our goals. Here's a question for you. What happens inside when you think about relaxing, celebrating, and giving yourself credit? I used to find a solid brick wall inside when I tried to relax and give myself credit. And I hear this from my clients all the time. They, you know, drink the Kool-Aid just like I did about, okay, what's next? I'm still not there yet, wherever there is. And I, I just feel like that is so sad for us. It's really sad. Self-compassion is the antidote to perfectionism because it asks us to notice through mindfulness all the ideas about how we are supposed to do things, how we think there is a right way to do something. And it asks us to pause on comparing ourselves so freaking much. It's a trap to believe that we have to be a certain way to be accepted, worthy, whatever. It's a trap. So self-compassion calls out that stinking thinking that often sounds like your inner critic with a megaphone to its mouth. You know, that critic that just pummels you with the replays and the overanalyzing and the after effect corrections. And if you stop for just a second and ask, would I speak to a person I care about in the same way I'm speaking to myself? The answer will be no. It's always no, especially for us people pleasers. We would never speak to someone as harshly as we do to ourselves. So that it might sound obvious that we wouldn't speak to a friend that way, but it just bears repeating when we're caught in that really, you know, fast roundabout with hustling and getting something done and making sure it's on time or right or early, then we just don't realize that self-compassion is an option. That slowing down is an option. We don't realize that we're talking to ourselves from this inner critical perspective. So, it needs to be underscored. Would you talk to someone you care about this way? If the answer is no, which it always will be, then you need to know that self-compassion is ready to come in and help you out. So self-compassion is another approach to how we talk to ourselves. It says, hey, this job is hard. I can see that. I also see how hard you're trying to impress your boss or make the deadline or whatever it may be. It just says to us simply, I see you, friend. I see your efforting and I see how much this means to you. And I just want you to know I see you. So for a second, do that little 15 second rewind button and just listen to that again. Okay, never mind, never mind. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it again, but I'm gonna say it a little differently because there's lots of ways to be compassionate, and I want you to hear. I just want you to hear more. <laughs> I want you to hear it said differently. Okay, here's your self-compassionate voice. Hey, how are you doing, friend? I know this thing that you're working on is very important to you. I can see how hard. You're working on it. And I just wanted to tell you, I see you. I also see that you're tired. I see how much you're putting into this. And I know it's hard to slow down, but I'm here for you. So how about just take a breath in and out? Hmm. Did anything happen inside your skin when you heard those words? I know when I say them, my voice gets softer, slower. There's more space between my words. I don't know if you notice. I just want to know, did you feel anything like a little drop in your shoulders or loosening in your jaw or even a breath that just happened, a sigh maybe? you're going to want to get to know what I was saying in the beginning when I remember that I have an option to talk to myself this way that it's a choice in how I talk to myself I do feel a shift I feel a letting down I feel relief Perfectionists, I'm saying this to you as I'm saying it to myself. We will never hit all the marks. We will not, through our hard work and our incessant efforting, erase the potential threat of judgment. That's what we're doing, by the way, by trying to be perfect. Let me take out any fear that you will judge me, reject me, criticize me. Because that shit hurts. But it's a game we can't win because it's reliant on other people giving us the thumbs up. Let me highlight that part again. It is reliant on other people. And people are frankly moody AF. Don't give them your worthiness. Self-compassion says, I take back my worthiness, thank you. (laughs) I am working with my inner critic. I won't project my inner critic onto you anymore. I'm in charge of what's happening here. I'm pointing to my mind and my heart right right now, if you can't see me. So even just an acknowledgement, a light touch of knowing, which is Alexis Santos, the brilliant meditation teacher's phrase, a light touch of knowing, even just a pause in the fast and furious thinking mind. With those things, that that pause, that that moment to just see yourself, we create a chance to say to ourselves, okay, this is hard. All this efforting. Let me just acknowledge where my thoughts have taken me with this. Let me take a minute, 60 seconds, and just see how far I've come. Let me breathe a few times and just look at myself. Look at my expectations through a friend's perspective. This is the antidote to perfectionism, like I said. This slowing, this softening, this starting again from a looser, lighter approach. This helps us not over-identify with our to-do list and make it mean something about ourselves. Your mindfulness assignment, should you choose to accept it, is recognize you're on the hamster wheel. Notice what it feels like on the hamster wheel. Thoughts, sensations, emotions that go with being on the hamster wheel. And make one move to get off the hamster wheel. Or one move to just stop while you're on the wheel. I don't care which one. Just make one move. Just a soft reminder. Hey, let's just take 60 seconds here and regroup, shall we? Get some space. Look at the hamster wheel from an outsider's perspective. A friendly outsider's perspective and ask yourself how you want to proceed now, now that you're off the wheel and you see it from a different lens. Do you truly need to apply this way of being, this perfectionism, to the task at hand? If the task was a baby bird, how would you handle it? You'd need to hold it but not crush it with this fearful grip because you're afraid it will fly away. Self-compassion is about holding yourself lightly, recognizing that you are not a robot. Okay, so to close this out, I have a mindfulness practice to share with you. And I don't know if you've been listening for a while. If you haven't, you'll know that I usually put something in the show notes that gives you a practice to do to kind of a homework assignment, (laughs) the practice to do to take the episode and put it into an actionable step or to keep the momentum of the episode going. I don't want you to show up, press play on this thing, and then at the end of it, just be like, oh, that was interesting. I want you to take it and I want you to move forward with it. So I put something in the show notes too. It's a practice that's helped me and my clients step back and hold lightly with curiosity what is happening in the current situation. I first learned this from Tara Brock, who is a mindfulness meditation teacher and a Buddhist psychologist. And Then I got really deep into the practice as a self-compassion mindfulness exercise. So check out the show notes. It's a step-by-step practice for you. So for now, though, here is my gift to you in real time around the antidote to perfectionism, which is self-compassion. It's a mindfulness practice called METTA, M-E-T-T-A, or loving kindness. And I, I'm just going to give you a moment here. (laughs) Just, you can laugh off the loving kindness title. Like as a perfectionist, hearing loving kindness is like hearing self-compassion. It's like WTF, like stop. Like, I don't want to lose my edge. Like loving kindness, like you've gone too far, Vicky. Sorry, you've lost me. Okay. Take the next 10 seconds, laugh off the loving kindness title. It's a game changer and you will regret making fun of it when you try it. Okay. I know that wasn't very compassionate of me, but we are moving on. Here are your meta phrases. Here are your loving compassion phrases. There are four of them that usually are teamed together and they go like this. Okay let me do an asterisk pause here for a second. I want you to, if, if possible, I don't know where you might be walking, driving your car, whatever. If possible, I would like for you just to take these in. Like I'm going to say each sentence and I'm going to kind of silently count to three because I just want you to, to take it in. Like this is the practice of taking it in, right? Right? Like not hustling, efforting, putting all your energy out towards the world. This is taking it in, receiving. So I'd like for you to receive each one of these four loving kindness phrases. Just see what happens. Just get curious. Okay, here we go. Phrase one May I be safe from inner and outer harm. May I be healthy in mind, body, and spirit. May I be free from suffering. May I live with ease. That's it, friends. Those are the phrases. May I be safe from inner and outer harm. May I be healthy in mind, body, and spirit. May I be free from suffering. May I live with ease. I seriously dare you to say those to yourself and not feel something. Like I have tears in my eyes and I am recording a podcast for people that I have no idea what y'all are doing. Or even if anyone's listening. And it's still affected me. So you can Google this. And you can see I've kind of taken liberty with the phrases, but those are the general sentiments. When I remember that I am making my life harder because I'm letting my perfectionism part drive the car, and I take a breath and I feel my feet on the floor and my butt in the seat, and I get a little more present and off the hamster wheel, I might not actually immediately and automatically feel kindness towards myself. I might still be in fight, flight, or fawn So I go to these phrases and I put my hand on my heart and I feel the warmth of my hand and I breathe a few times and I just say these to myself as many times as it takes because I'm not uniquely flawed. Most perfectionists and people pleasers feel similar to me. I'm not a special kind of unworthy person, no matter what I've decided to believe about myself so far. I'm just human, and every single freaking human could use hearing these four phrases on repeat for the rest of their lives. So like Ferris Bueller says, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Perfectionists. You're missing the good. You're missing your amazingness. By the way, I just wrote on a friend's Facebook page for her birthday. Yay, we get to celebrate your amazing human adventure. Happy birthday. And I meant it with my whole soul. And I thought immediately, how quickly did that just fly off my fingertips? That I meant for her to know how special of a human she is. And I need to say that to myself once in a while. Be kind to you. Be kind to you. Because it's just not true what your critic says about you all the time. You actually do hit the mark. You're halfway up that little cartoon mountain you do the right thing more often than not. Like, I know my pleasers and perfectionists. I know you all. You have giant hearts. You do the right thing more often than not. And you are making it work. You are getting somewhere. You are accomplishing things. So how about 86 of superhuman expectations? And just look at all of who you are not just through your inner critic's lens. Okay, happy loving kindness practice to my perfect friends. I'll see you later. Hey, thanks for listening. If you wanna learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you wanna get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not gonna waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later.